Hello friends, welcome to Tanked Up, a podcast about beer and video games. Uh, I don't know what episode it is, I haven't got my book out, so it's 220 something, I'm Ben, mm, maybe, yeah, 226, we'll say it's that, that's what it is now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm Ben, here with Lucy. That's a nice number. Hi. Hi. You ignoring me? (laughs) Hi. No, I'm just saying... (laughs) Good. 226 Hi, Adam. number. It sounds like a oh, square uh, yeah. number of something. <laughs> I am also here. That is correct. We'll just roll on with this now, shall we? No beers this evening, no gaming talk. We're just going to talk about odd versus even numbers. Yes. 226 seems fine. That's an alright number. We've got yeah. two twos and a six. Is it? I'd say it's the 226th best number. So. <laughs> out of all of them where does zero oh, so you don't think zeros <laughs> yeah Ben and I got there at the same time <laughs> oh man I'd Let's say zero is number 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 227 <laughs> <laughs> just throw the whole system out of yes. place I'm very confused but I love it good what a grand start we've got off to uh, let's open beers. Lucy, I'm coming to you mm. first while I'm taking my socks off because it's too hot. What beer oh, okay. opening? Lucy just put on socks. What is this, sock day? It's yeah. freezing up here. It's free- It's cold up north, so, you know. <laughs> uh, what shall I drink first? I don't even know what any of these beers are because I didn't look beforehand. Oh, blind beers. Mystery beers. <sighs> I'll start with the uh, smaller can get through that quicker um this is a beer from mothership uh, and it's called seeds of hope it's a hazy peach pale ale um with this beer we are supporting black girls camping trip uh and the not flavor text but um there's some more information here says Hope I'm pronouncing this right. Wangari Matai, uh, the first female African Nobel Peace Prize winner, environmental and women's rights activist, and founder of the Green Belt Movement, which has planted over 51 million trees in Kenya. Uh, nice. Seas of Hope, the name of the beer, is the second beer in our Extraordinary Women series celebrating pioneering women who have broken down boundaries and stood up for women's rights. Illustration is by Erin Annika. It's got a nice look to it. Nice. Oh, I like yeah. it. Um, 4.7%. Yeah, this is a 330 mil can. Um, yeah, they say it's got uh, peach and apricot in the ingredients. So, and oats. So. Perfect. Yeah. The, the can's a nice departure from their standard sort of white and yellow mm. um, fare that they have normally. Yeah, they still got a lot of... Yellow branding at oh, yeah. the back, yeah. It's nice. Good, good. Uh, Adol, what are you going to open today? Uh, I'm going to start with the Wild... Focusing problems. <laughs> uh, the Wild Beer Quantic. Wow, my lighting has gotten weird this week, because now everything is super shiny. 
yes, the Wild Blue Quantic. It is a session IPA, four point seven percent. He says because he knew it the whole time. Four point seven percent citrus, uh, fresh pine, and extra pale. Uh, drink wildly different. Quantic, the homogenous function of two or more variables, having rational or integral coefficients, or as we say, fresh citrus, passion fruit, and pine flavors from Simcoe, Mosaic, and Cascade hops. Really, really digging that that quantum thing, but then sort of not. Mm. It's an odd flavor text. It's also, I've. Uh, it's a bit of an odd colored can as well. It's very difficult to see yeah, whether it's, like, it's kind of greeny or yellowy or... I, I believe the color is pomelo. Oh. I say that because uh, I uh, painted a feature wall in my house in Calgary, pomelo, because I was looking for this yellowy, greeny color. And mm. pomelo is the one that we, we um, decided on. Oh, there you uh, go. But also, it does look like the skin of a pomelo, but then neon-ish. Mm-hmm. A little bit. What Panatone? Lemoncello. Oh, yes. Um, that's from a beer fifty-two box, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I, I was going to check in with you because I know you've had it. Um, I have. I, I one of my first beer this evening is also from that. I think it's from the same beer fifty-two box. Mm. Um, this is Tanker. I've never had anything from Tanker before. Hmm. Uh, this is Oh My Citra, a triple dry hopped IPA. It's 6%. It's got an image of the scream with a. Oh, I didn't get that one. Hop head. Oh, maybe we get different style boxes. I think uh, they do have a bit of a juggle. But yeah. Looks good. There is no flavor text. Nope. None. It just tells me it's got water oats, barley malts, hops, and yeast. Um, hmm. IBUs are 85. It's a full 40ml can. Uh, Tanker Brewery are from Estonia. I keep thinking you're going to say Tanker Agin. Mm. <laughs> no, not quite. Nearly. I would love that. <laughs> um, Lucy, we'll come back yeah. to you in the mothership. Already? Oh, yeah. Things are moving quick. <laughs> I'm in such a relaxed mood. Ah, uh, yeah, you're definitely getting a lot of citrus on the aroma. Yeah, a little bit of peach. Yeah, it's nice. Nice, sweet, fruity aroma to it. Hmm. It smells like peach yogurt. Oh, I think it's those oats just giving it a little bit of creaminess. Yeah, possibly. It's quite... It's more sour than I would have thought. It's got... Yeah, it's got a little bit of tartness. Um, mm. It's quite thin. A bit watery. Mm. Um, but you're definitely getting like the, those peach flavours. Um, so yeah, maybe I didn't put this in the fridge for long enough. I only put it in for about... Last hour and a half, I would have thought that would have done it, but mm-hmm. hasn't got much carbonation to it, not, not mm. much fizz or anything. Was and Mothership yeah, not, not too hoppy? No. Was Mothership the brewery that had a couple of sours on at the Bristol Craft Beer Festival last year? Yeah, we yeah, definitely had a few from them. Yeah, yeah. and I definitely oh, that was the one I missed. But. A brute 
IPA from them as well, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, last yeah. summer was the summer of the Brett IPA. Yeah, that's true. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think I think they still might. I think that might be one of the um, core range that Brute IPA. I, mm. I'm not sure. Um, it might be the one that they have in like Tesco or something. Oh yeah, um, yeah they do. Yeah, they have one in Tesco. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Forget that. Um, but yeah, it's it's got a nice it's got a nice citrusy, peachy flavor to it. Um, it's not got much body to it. Mm-hmm. I'd expect a little bit more for like four point seven percent. Yeah, slightly tartish. Yeah, I think I'd just prefer a bit more hoppiness, a bit more body to it. But mm. the foundational flavor is pretty good. It's quite nice. It's nice, pleasant. Yeah. Good. Good. Mm. Um, it's uh, where I was going with my uh, not not tangent, but the callback to the the beer festival. I think everything I've had from Mothership has had some kind of slight. A sourness or or tart nature mm. to it, you know. They're they're doing some non-standard stuff with their with their beers, or at least the ones that I have had, mm. uh, which seems to continue on with kind of what they're doing here as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I the few beers that I've had from them, I, I've enjoyed them. They haven't blown me away or anything, but yeah, mm-hmm. they, they've they've got some solid beers. So. Nice. This is another one. Good. Uh, Adol, we'll come back to you. Wild. Well, I've got some solid beers. Yeah, so this is quite see-through on the pour. Like you can, you can actually like see my face through it. Mm. Mm. That, like it's been a while since I've had uh, beer this clear, um, unless I'm slumming it mm-hmm. with like a Stella or something. Uh, nose is really nice. You get that um, citrus, slight tropical note there too and then a hint of that pine I think they mentioned mm. definitely have that sort of oh mm. this is 4.7% it's exactly what I want from a session IPA that 0.7 versus like sometimes you see use a 0.4.2 really makes a difference I think it ha- keeps the the taste rounded in a way that it sometimes isn't. Mm. Um, easily, the thing that stands out is like in the as the main taste starts to fade and uh, and uh, at its peak and then down is that pine is there. It's not super in your face, but is the main sort of thing going on as ever uh, like that's steady. Um, so it sort of starts. Um. The whole thing is quite a delicate um, taste, I would say. Nothing's in your face. Mm. But it starts a little citrusy. That slight tropical uh, note I had in the nose not really showing up in the taste. It's sort of, okay, this is a bit citrusy. This is kind of just like a good pale ale with some citrus notes. And think like inoffensive lemon. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe a touch of lime, which actually might explain the sort of pomelo coloring of the of the tin, um, but like really not tar- that tart. And then it it's sort of like a cool. We're done that, and then it's like, oh, by the way, my friend Mr. Pine has been here, and he's gonna take the rest of you the rest of the way. And it's just this light pine finish. Um, 
that lingers. Uh, you don't really notice how bitter it is um, until the sort of citrusy part leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yeah, it's this very drinkable, uh, nice, refreshing. This is a, this is a thing. Um, if if it can, even if nothing else happens and it doesn't sort of develop through the rest of the can, uh, I would probably grab another one if I was looking for a session and just like in the sun, just having a nice, nice inoffensive, but not plain uh, pale ale. Mm. Um, does that match sort of how your experience? Uh, yeah, yeah, really well. Um, I I think when I drank it, the main uh, thought I had was it was very light throughout all of its elements that were going on. I maybe got a, a touch more uh, lime than you're picking up mm. on. I think that the, the way that I um, experienced it, the lime definitely um, outbalanced the, the lemon a little bit. It did get both. Um, but yeah, leading into that very, very light sort of pininess, and I felt exactly the same. Super sessionable, really easy to drink, um, and would be a nice little sort of fridge filler beer um, for, uh, for a hot weekend. Oh, yeah, fridge filler. Fridge mm. filler is a great term. Yeah, mm. like like uh, my non crappy beer fridge filler is probably like, has been the brew gooder lager yeah. for a while, and um, mm. I kind of had a little too much of it. Also, I generally, if I'm looking for a nicer beer, I'm not That's reaching a for a lager. Mm. Um, um, so uh, this actually this would fit really well there because it's. You know, if I can get like a four pack of this and go to a field or an outside a park, where, as we need to when we want to hang out with our friends, I would easily just have four cans of this and just slip idly sip instead yeah. of pounding four Stellas and then bumming some wine <laughs> off of someone and then realizing that's not oh COVID apparent and then God knows what else will happen. <laughs> you know, hy- yeah. hypothetically, wine before beer and all that rubbish. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I've, I've never known those <laughs> rhymes pro- appropriately. I think the wine before probably beer offensive and not true. So <laughs> never been sicker. Liquor before sticker. Why are you? Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> I don't remember what how they go. Is what I'm saying. I know it's good. L- something <laughs> liquor for beer. There's, there's something about something in liquor and sicker. That's all. Mm, I know it's beer before wine, and you'll feel fine. Yeah. Oh. I mean, wine before beer, and you'll feel, you'll feel an offensive word. That yeah, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't hold up use anymore. No. No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. I think. I'm, hmm. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Does it start with a Q? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, it might not actually be the offensive use, but it's just definitely uh, not a useful. The sure. People who coin these things and yeah, you know, yeah, just I, 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 I take goers and yeah. PUBG players, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, Brendan Green himself may not have, uh, you know, had the best uh, usage of that term, but yeah, yeah. It, I think it's all nonsense anyway. I think it was just always don't mix drinks, drink. regardless, regardless of the order. Or well, mix drinks, but be prepared. Or mix drinks, for, yeah, yeah. 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 And actually, just drink in moderation. That's impossible. <laughs> Says the guy who was like, "I'll just have two eight percent beers." <laughs> Last week. That's moderation. Come on. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Your uh, limoncello beer, We're both mm. on the four point se- four point sevens today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm bumping up a little bit. I'm on six. 
Um, yeah, a little bit. He's this is alcoholic. This is a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now we know who you are. That's my next one. My next one's going to be a dipper, so we'll uh, Ooh, lean wow, in a little bit later. Um, I'm 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 rocking light this week. Nice. Same. So this was a triple dry hopped IPA, and it does not have much on the nose at all. Not what I would expect from something that is dry hopped, let alone triple dry hopped. It's very, very light. A little bit of citrus, but it's just not not much at all. Um, not quite as, as clear as adults. little translucent, mm. though. Just a slight bit of haze to Like it. a slight haze, yeah. Just see my finger throughout. Very strong. You can see, like, shadows, but not details. Yes, yes. Uh, it was very carbonated when I first poured, but that seems to have uh, dissipated quite quickly. Even filling the glass has kept that sort of head very low. And flavor-wise, it's it's an interesting beer. Not again, not what I was expecting. So, called my citra. So, I'd expect it to be sort of full of citra, and you are getting very light citrusy flavors. There's a little bit of lemon in there, but it it doesn't get quite as far as this. But it edges towards that slight soapy kind of coriander flavour in mm. there. There's just that kind of slight interesting, slight flavour at the back, uh, accompanied by this slightly thicker um, mouthfeel as well, which just makes the combination of those two make it feel that little bit soapy. Um, and then mm. it's, it, all of that disappears and then this quite bitter pininess comes out of nowhere. Um, it's sort of quite an odd mix. It's sort of these, these slight citrus, a little bit of soapy flavour. It's like, nope, that's gone. Here's some mm. bitterness. Take that. Mm. Have that for a while. Sit with it. It's like, hmm. That's a bit of an odd. There's no like transition between the two. It's just, oh, here's this now. Have it. Oh, that's Mister Mister Bitterness, Mister Mister Pines cousin. Yeah. Took you to town. <laughs> it's such an. Yeah. It's such a strange kind of the first few sips. Now it's starting to, you know, as that bitterness is, is sat there still, and I'm now sipping it. I'm getting those initial flavours with that background of bitterness kind of still there, and that works a little bit better. The first couple of sips just a little bit jarring. Um, we'll see how this one develops. Maybe as I as I drink it more, and my palate becomes a little bit more accustomed to what's going on, uh, and combines those flavours a little bit more, perhaps. Let's get on to games. All the topics and things that we would like to talk about. Uh, Lucy, start with you mm. this week. How you doing? What do you want to chat about? I'm good. Um, I will start with a game that actually came out today. According to this on the 25th of August. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Jessica. Jessica with a K. Um, it's very much in the vein of uh, like a Sam Barlow game. Um, I right. think we can. I think we can uh, use that coinage as, oh, you're a detective on this. Um, using basically the a, a computer interface. Um, mm-hmm. Very much the UI is the UI is just very much like a computer screen, and um, you've got a little bit of ambience um, in the background. You're working in a cafe, but. Basically, you're 
playing as this um, person who's just joined up this like kind of tech startup company where they offer services to um, people uh, the aggrieved who have lost people and they basically want to access their um, computers, their social media oh, and ooh. stuff like that after they've passed which sounds horrendous mm. um, but yeah. it also sounds like yeah that could offer quite a lot of um, you know closure and stuff like that um, the particular case that you're working on this time is uh, for someone called Jessica and they um, she committed suicide and you're basically digging through um, archival FMV videos because uh, it wouldn't be one of these games in fact the FMV mm-hmm. um, to try and see uh, what motivated this and uh, what actually transpired um, what I like about this game is I think that the UI and the interface is probably the best I've experienced in this kind of game. Um, nice. It, it wow. has because, like, telling lies last year it was I, I wasn't fond, fond of the story of telling lies, and some of the mm. interface was a bit clunky. Um, you know, scrubbing through videos and stuff like that. Um, and those videos would go on for like, you know, sometimes they went on for like eight minutes in Telling Lies, where these are just much short, shorter clips. I mean, maximum you're going to get is like four minutes, and those are like the the videos that you unlock at a certain point that um, you have to, and it's like, this is a the plot moving forward. Mm. Um, most of them are about maybe 30 seconds long. Um, there's a lot of them. I didn't manage to find all of them, but I, I think I found, you know, about 150 to... to I think there's probably wow. a, probably okay. around um, 200, which... That, that's a lot of... That's a lot of... Uh, that's a lot of film. Mm-hmm. Not sure if they <laughs> use that to, you know... Full advantage? Yeah, um, which I'll get to later. But, yeah, the interface is really easy to use and really intuitive, and it's got things where... Just quality of life improvements over something like her story or telling lies, where you can star um, certain documents and certain videos that you can consult to later. It sort of, sort of goes into this other folder. Um, mm. The main tool that you use is like this decryptor, where you just use search terms. It's very her story. You type for search terms, and if a video contained that word, um, y- you know it it'll bring up all the videos that alluded to that or contained um, that word and um, some will be obviously locked off for story progression reasons um, and some will be available to you the more it, it sort of have, has these degrees like um, it'll have this padlock on the like the document or the video if it's mm-hmm. if it's like green in shade it means oh you only have to probably dig around a little bit more um, to see mm. other videos, and then this one all unlock, um, right. and then goes amber and red. Uh, red being, you need to dig a lot, lot deeper to be able to um, unlock this. Uh, how video. how are you? How are you digging deeper? Is it a sense of you? You have to find things like passwords and answer security questions to be able to get more of this information, or is no, it just I, I kind of more of that? Hmm. Is it just? Is it just? Uh, gated for a, a sense of progression, really. You yeah. Know, you, you yeah. Know. Because it's like her story was the same. I mean, you can't just type in murder and go to the last 
you know, video yeah. and have the whole plot like revealed to you. Um, it 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 does it in a way where, oh, we if you type in family, we're gonna surface, um, which is you know, the, the first video you get, she talks about her father and stuff like that. So reasonable, you will uh, to draw the conclusions. I I will search for father family. So it basically brings to the surface the ones that are not like plot critical, but will mm-hmm. contain things like, oh, she talks about her dad and her dad gave her this dog. Um, and what is the dog called? The dog's called Waldy. And then you start searching for the dog and that might give some insight into then her mother or a sibling or um, her boyfriend and stuff like that. And you just dig deeper. It's just... It's very well. It's well gated. Um, mm. The progression, so it's not like everything is revealed to you. And it's only about a. I think I played for about three hours. So, and okay. I saw like the conclusion, which it, it sort of came out of nowhere. I wanted to do a bit more digging prior oh. to that. Um, I, I could see where the story was going basically. Um, but right. I'll get to. I'll get to that in a second. But yeah. It, it is very much. Oh, I wanted to dig around a little bit more, but the story presented itself to me like the the last video that she recorded. Um, mm-hmm. Just as a as, as a point mm-hmm. on that, it might be something that you get to in a minute. Does it um, does the game kind of uh, lean into like her death? Does it have a trigger warning? Is there anything kind of like that associated with any of these sorts of videos? There is, or a, is there it... is a trigger warning at the at the beginning mm-hmm. of the game. Um, it does it in uh, a way that. Uh, when you're logging onto the computer originally, it's like it says it's sort of like in world, but it's like that there are some themes and topics um, that they go for. They certainly go for them. Um, that's the thing; they go for them, and I think pat on the back for doing so. But I think there are some times where I think it falls a little flat, and they don't quite. Okay. Um, you know, right. as Adil said, take take full advantage of this of this theme, and and there's some things where it's you know very coarse of offensive language that's just put in there, and it's like you already got your point across. You don't need to put these. Mm. Uh, they are racial slurs in in the game, so oh, you don't wow. need to put that okay. in there. It's like uh, we got the theme, we got the message, you know, <laughs> and it's like uh, that could have been handled better. Um, as I say, they go for it. They're trying to put across a message. I think the actress who um, she's German. The 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 game's set in Germany. It's made by a German team called Try Try Games. Um, it's got you know German voice acting. Uh, what's really cool as well is that you can change um, subtitles and dubbing to English. You can just turn it on and off and stuff like that. Subtitles. From English to German, if you want, it's, it's really seamless in that way, which is cool. Um, so it's dubbed in English and German. Well, she speaks in German, but yes, the dubbing is. Yes, the dubbing. You can have dubbing or in English, subbing in English, but um, it, the actress is German. But gotcha. Uh, so yeah, so the, so the lip syncing is. <laughs> a bit off if you have the English going on, but yeah, um, right, gotcha. Yeah, but the actress—I mean, she she doesn't have the best script to work from, but I think she really does a good job of it. You know, um, especially in like a few hours worth of video, she—I she, think she does a tremendous job at it. 
I just wish the the meaning of the game is whilst it's like commendable to like actually try and make a point of this um, and going back to the trigger warnings they also offer like links um, at the end of the game mm. like you know suicide helpline and stuff like that and you know stuff like that so that's good but I think I think there's there's an overuse and over reliance on just kind of getting like a, a kind of a bit of a not shock factor because that's that's a bit harsh but like they're trying to evoke I mean, it, like some like it's a feeling in you and it's like yes unless you're a terrible person it's like yes I got I got the picture like right you know, is it you kind of like being a bit edgy about it because it's already um, established. I don't. I wouldn't call it edgy. I think. I think that's. Still, it'd be disingenuous to say that. But yeah, it's just. I, I think they they went too far to. It's not edginess. It's just like that. I, th- I think it's like yes. I I I realize that. It's kind of hard to talk around the plot because I don't want to spoil it. But it's kind of like yes, this is a horrible person. This person has horrible beliefs and stuff like that. I'm not going to. There's, there's no middle ground on this. It's like you right. got me, and it's like I know it. I know how this person feels, and I right. understand it. You then don't have to. It, it's exposition. It was too much exposition in a way that's not pleasant. Where I was like, I was playing it. I was like, oh okay. I didn't really need to hear that. You know, <laughs> it's like right. I got the picture. But um, mm. yeah, I will say like for the two hours or that I. You know, I was playing through until I got the um, the ending. I like that gameplay. I like that gameplay loop of feeling like you're just uncovering slowly um, this plot, and you feel smart every time you search for a term, and it just brings you back these results. And it's like, oh, I found a new video. Oh, I found mm. this. And um, yeah, it's 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 funny because. Like, when I played her story, I took so many notes, and this has got, like, a notepad in-game. So it's like, they, mm. they know that that's the gameplay loop, and it kept right. me intrigued until the ending. I, I'd say what a good thing about games of this style is, is that the way the plot is, like, drip-fed to you, it keeps you interested, even if the plot doesn't turn out to be that good overall. Because I thought Telling Lies' story was just like, what is this? by the end of it but I really enjoyed the actors you know performances and where I thought it was going trying to fill in the blanks for myself I really mm. like that aspect of these games and this was a really good job of uh, that um, I think just by the nature of the gameplay loop but yeah I think it just it just falls a little flat the story um, it doesn't it doesn't quite have that emotional shock that that quite kind of like visceral reaction to the end of the story and where the plot went but mm-hmm. yeah I think it's a really really well made I really like the UI and how they integrate that into the game and yeah that, those quality of life things but yeah there are a few few weird things about it where, where it's like kind of hard to address without just revealing the whole story <laughs> do, you, do you know if this is the developer's first game of this style? Uh, is it, is it I had never heard of this developer prior okay. to this. I will go on their website. Mm. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting they, if they've yeah. sort of, you know, tested this out with maybe itch games and they, or, or whether they've seen, you mm -hmm. know, the success of like her story and and just thought, well, we could absolutely we could do this. Let's let's try and and you know, this is their kind of like break into that uh, style of game, and it may mm -hmm. only be that that you know future titles from them follow this kind of uh, genre and only only get better. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this seems to be the only game by okay. the looks of it, hmm. which is, I mean, just looking um, from the Google search, it says, you know, try try games, we make games, we make stories, and this is definitely a game where I much appreciate the actual framework of the game, more mm. so than the story that they created, mm -hmm. so it is very much in that order, but... Yeah, as I say, like if 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 someone could like you know transplant a really like enrapturing story onto this framework that they built with for this game in particular, because like I think her story was a thing of its time, and yes, the story yeah. isn't when you think about it isn't revolutionary. The story is probably second to what the that game actually is for me anyway. Mm -hmm. So I think if someone you know had a really really good story put on this kind of the, the excellent ui and um quality of life gameplay that they they made for this game then someone could be really onto something so mm. yeah. i i think everyone's kind of reaching for sort of the critical success of, of something like her mm. story and I, yeah. I i think the only thing that's kind of come close which is a similar uh a similar kind of game in terms of what you're doing but very very different is return of the obra din like again, yeah, mm. a, a masterful fucking game, but very, very different than yeah. than yeah. this sort of thing. You know, her story, as you say, very much a product of its time. Return of the Oberdin kind of took took that kind of concept and just stepped it out and took it somewhere else. And I think they're the they're the kind of the games that are going to be lauded, the ones that mm -hmm. yes maybe stick around this storytelling idea and how those things are delivered but do something radically different with that or something so well done yeah that 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 is going to be sort of like the next title rather than yeah all right story enjoyed the game and how it did it but very similar to these other examples that it's kind of you know mm -hmm. not emulating as such but it has taken elements from yeah i i was it was funny because whilst I was playing it, I was I was thinking about the Oberdin. I was like, "Oh, I have a really good game that was just phenomenal." But yeah, yeah, that's Jessica with a with a K. It's out on Steam today, I believe. It's got um, launch discount. Um, I think twenty percent or something. So nice. Yeah, check yeah, it out. It's currently eight point three nine pounds. That's how you say that. Eight pounds thirty nine. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to say it. Yeeps, um, yeeps, yeeeps, yeeps, yeah. folks. Uh, I'll, I'll briefly talk about uh, Next Stop Nowhere, which is a not of a narrative game, so I will not spend long on this because I can't really talk about it without spoiling that narrative. It's Night School Studios. Um, oh, yeah. Their next game, Apple Arcade exclusive for now. Um, it's basically a. Uh, a space globe trotting rescue mission that lasts about 
probably three hours. Um, mm. The gameplay is very minimal. It is very much that night school studio kind of uh, tinge that where it's like, oh, we, we focus way more on getting good voice actors and having uh, dialogue that sounds very natural and, um, you know, prioritizing that over any gameplay. Um, the, the small bits of gameplay in this are needless, to be honest. It's like you're walking around very light puzzle solving. It's like the same puzzles like throughout the entire game and navigating a ship through, uh, you know, asteroid belts. And it's like, yeah, this is basic. This is just, this is mm. barely a game. But um, what's so good about it, it is the voice acting you play as this guy called uh, Beckett, who's uh, really charming, really, really good protagonist. And basically meet this like kind of um this woman who used to be a bounty hunter her son's in trouble you gotta go find her son you get on the ship fly the ship you speak to all these colorful characters it's basically like futurama and that's it and it's great nice nice except for all the bugs (laughs) which is Mm. it's so buggy it's almost unplayable which is a shame yeah it's it's nuts it's like you know characters would do like not not t poses but like oh. weird poses like mm. <laughs> i mean it, it's almost i'd rather them do t poses because then it's like oh you forgot to like do a thing versus you it, did the wrong thing than a t pose though actually because it was like she was the woman who i was with was sitting in the ship and she was like kind of leant back like you know when you're cruising you're driving and you're like doing one hand driving she was sort of in that position and then we walked into a cafe and she was still in that position just like <laughs> in, in, the, in a seated position just hovering about yeah yeah <laughs> yes, exactly that and it, yeah I had to it had like a lot of sound bugs where the sound of the ship would just play mm. constantly this kind of whirring mm. noise and it took a lot of um, restarts, but as I say, like the the writing in their games is just so incredible. It's like you, they should write every game that that, that team, <laughs> you know. <laughs> link them up. I mean, that... these these two games, link them up, mate. Mm, yeah. Have they? Um. Uh. Sorry. Wait, did it come out today? Did you say? Uh, that came out. Was it last week or the week before? Oh, okay. Next stop nowhere. Yeah, that's the name of it. Apple. Oh, on Apple Arcade. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Did um, because yeah. didn't uh, After Party, which was their mm. previous title, that only came out last year, right? Yeah. How yep. big is this uh, studio? Is it? Is it? Did, did they, they move really sort small. of? Yeah. Did they move straight <laughs> onto this? Is that maybe part of the issue that I know we talked around the idea of um, and the issues that some developers have had with Apple Arcade and. The fact that whoever is the exec at Apple Arcade kind of turned around to a load of people and went, yep, sorry, we're pulling the plug on this. We're not going to make this story anymore or we're not going to make your game. We're not going to fund it anymore. Maybe unless it's at a certain percentage or you can prove to us that you are mm. a certain percentage of the way through. And they just went, we, we, we've got to make this. We've got, you know, we've thrown enough funds and our time into this that we just have to say, yeah, we're 80%. Let's get it out sort of thing. It could be. could be. Um yeah, because the game is small in scope anyway. Um, mm. Obviously, never intended it to be like some, you know, massive thing. But maybe they spent all their budget on voice acting. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, it just it just it, it just seems like yes, this was pushed out the door a bit too quickly. That doesn't seem like 
it just seems like it needed a few more weeks of QA, and that's it. So mm-hmm. it may well just be a budget thing. I don't know. Yeah. Rather than, oh, we cut funding, get it out the door now. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Um, it's a shame. I think it'll. I think yeah, probably not. I mean, Apple in their walled garden. No one's ever going to find out, and if they do, they'll probably be killed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I, th- I Jason Schreier's in- got a target on his back, <laughs> an apple-shaped target. <laughs> Uh, if they launch it on like different platforms, I'm sure it'll be in a much better state. So, which I hope it does because it, it, it's fun. It's it's their their like style of writing and humor should be, you know, available to all. So. Yeah. yeah, and that's me for this week. Unless you wanted to hear about Battletoads, but I don't think anybody does. So. Oh, ooh. I mean, I think everyone wants to hear about Battletoads, right? Really? <laughs> I think it's. A, it's what we all predicted. It's not great. It's it's <laughs> it starts off thinking. Oh, I th- I started off thinking it was like, oh, this could be fun. Mm. This is like a dressed as like a Saturday morning cartoon. It's a bit like Ninja mm. Turtle. Nowhere near as funny, but you Clever. know, it's got a few laughs, few jokes. The brawling's okay. Um, it feels okay. You know, they got some. Good quality of life things in there, you know, like drop in, drop out, co op. Um, it's not as punishing. There's a lot of settings, you can just watch the cutscenes if you want, don't know why. But, um, and it's really well animated, you know, so it, 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 it feels like it felt like a licensed game. Um, mm. Mm. <laughs> I think that's basically it. It feels like a licensed game where it's like. We've got this, um, someone make a Ninja Turtles game, someone make a Battletoads game, just do it, and somebody did, and this seems far more polished than any of those licensed games, but it's like, uh, oh. Still a licensed game? Who who made yeah. this? Rare. I, I want to know how big the team is who worked on this, but it was Rare. I imagine it's really? a very small team, because they have... Some people on Sea of Thieves, they have some people mm-hmm. on their new game, which name escapes me, Everwild or something like that, yeah. which looks beautiful by the way, but it must have been a small team, but yeah, it's, it's, I could see this being like, if you were five, this being your, this being your Battletoads, because people are still like mm. crazy about Battletoads, I have I never played it. I have no connection to that series. Got no attachment to it. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, so, so it's like how people rave like, "Oh, Battle Two was really, really good," you know. Like, and it's like, no, it wasn't. Um, I've never played it, but everyone knows it wasn't. But this could be that. This could be that for like this gen generation. The current kids. Oh, that Battle Yeah, it's like I play that Battle Two's game. I like that Battle Two's game, and then thirty years later, they find out it was awful. Um, So right. But yeah, yeah, it's got as I say, good animation. Didn't know what's happening in the plot by the end, but it was a good podcast game. Except when mm. it it starts off as like a competent enough brawler. Um, oh. Except it wasn't like Streets of Rage where you could tell they planned on how to make each encounter interesting and balanced. This just seems like there's a bit too hectic and they just throw everything at you. Mm, um, right. Um, but yeah, it's, it, they, they over relied on 
crappy little mini games. Like they have like the same biking things, except it's seen as like uh, they shifted perspective from side on to you can see it in front of you, right. and that sequence lasts literally about fifteen minutes of just that over oh, and over God. again. And that's like every mini game. It's like you have this hacking mini game. Oh, that was awful. We have this. I mean, the best mini game was like this Space Invaders kind of one, which was that. Well, it was, it was more like a shmup. It was more like Gallagher or something like that. It was actually pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But everything lasted for at least 20 minutes longer than it should have. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just dragged it out. They had this like this piece of gum that could only go a foot and then they just dragged it over like a mile and it's like, it's like we don't need this. Just make that's the game really like nice. two hours long. Yeah. <laughs> They can't, they're not allowed to put out fucking a little you, two hour experience. You know what I will say though? Um, I really like that Microsoft's fir- first party um, lineup, their games are different, you know? Because yeah. mm. Sony, yeah. whilst they are tremendous games, it is the sad dad game <laughs> every single time. <laughs> the third person, really good looking, you know, realistic yeah. graphics, but it's a sad dad game every single time. I like that the fact that I can get Battletoads and Microsoft Flight Simulator in the space of a week and be happy. Yeah, you know? that's fair. That's fair. I think the, I like the, variety in my diet sometimes, and that's the. I think that's part of the difference with with PlayStation as well. They're not looking to flesh out or at least from what we've seen they're not looking to flesh out they're sort of like their first party studios with these smaller experiences they just buy them and uh, and say we just want the rights to this one game please like Fall Guys um, you know to fill out that slightly more family that? friendly no oh, but well, it's, it's console exclusive yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're, they're two very different approaches and we've seen yeah. that completely with, with Microsoft and Sony uh, uh, moving into this next generation as well, two very, mm. very different approaches. Yeah, but in, in the space of a month, it's Flight Simulator, Battletoads, and Wasteland Three. Like, yeah, that's that's insane. You know, yeah. something for everyone. Yeah. Absolutely, and that's really good. Yeah. And it's again uh, giving slightly more value to Game Pass as well. Um, yeah, the people who want I wouldn't to have play Battletoads Toads. or bought it otherwise. Exactly, and the, those people who probably want yeah. to. Experience this new Battletoads. Why wouldn't they just pay Get for Game, game Pass, Pass for rather yeah. than buying the game and then just yeah. keep it going? Yeah, because so, mm. like Flight Simulator, I probably wouldn't have. I probably would have looked at it and said that that seems cool and not played it. But now I'm at that point where it's like, if if this disappeared from Game Pass tomorrow, I'd probably buy you know a copy of it because yeah, that game's real fun. Not playing Good. it, just putting it in autopilot. <laughs> I was going to say, are you the one who, who just enjoys... Yeah! Watched a whole flight from this like little dinky plane. Took about two and a half, three hours from... I think we flew from Guatemala and over Belize and landed on like this tiny little island in like Honduras or something. It was great. It made my computer like really loud. <laughs> it was, so it was your computer nice is trip. now an aeroplane as well. Yes, genuinely. Yes. I, I joined, just joined the I, PS4. Yeah. 
in the airplane family. <laughs> yeah. Turbo jet family. <laughs> yeah, as you say, you need, it, it needs to come out on PS4 for the realism. It's <laughs> <laughs> a sonic like, boom Whoa. sound. <laughs> yeah, they called it the Xbox One family, and that, that, that's the Turbo Jet family. Yeah. <laughs> and PC and as well. And Pro. So they're gonna next generation. They just get rid of all of these little code names, and one will just be Harrier. The next oh, one's F fourteen. Just lean yes. into it. Lean straight into it. Boeing. Yeah, and then one of them's gonna be like the Concord, and they're like this one. Can, this model will be limited edition, and then it will decommission it because it's just more cost effective <laughs> to make a poorer one that's less entertaining. Yeah, like the Xbox One X. One X. Yeah. Oh, well, they've already done it. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, before we uh, move on to more beers, I thought we'd just just touch on uh, my topic because I posed a question earlier to both of oh, you. Oh, I didn't write it down. And maybe you, maybe you we written can... it down. Did you have to? Maybe you didn't have to write it down. It's fine. You you said you said on a literal piece of paper, and I was like, really? I wrote a piece of paper. I did say that actually. Yes, I did say yeah. write it down on okay, a piece well, of paper. Um, yeah. And I thought I maybe it. we could just lean in. Maybe Adol, you can give us uh, yours after I've sort of explained it before we open beers. Um, mm. So I I said, um, talking of Lu- Lucy mentioning it, franchise games, um, we've suddenly got all these franchise games coming out. We've got an mm. Avengers game coming out this year. We've got Batman's Friends coming out next year. We've got Batman's <laughs> Enemies coming out the year after God, I that. wish it was called Batman's Friends. <laughs> but it's not even Batman and his friends, is it? Cause no, no, Batman's no Friends. Batman, just Batman's Friends. Yeah. Uh, I didn't watch it? the trailer to that one. Um, What's it called? I watched the Suicide one. Gotham I watched Knights, all of it? those Gotham Knights, yes. yes. Uh, I believe yeah, it's pronounced Knigget. <laughs> Gotham Knickets. Um, yes. So we have these franchise games all coming out. Very, obviously, superhero-based Marvel DC and stuff. So uh, we don't have a huge amount of, uh, of like tying games that come out anymore. That, that, that seems to have like passed from us. And I didn't pose the question so much as what tying game would you like, but what franchise would you like to see a game from? And what kind of game would you like to see? Um, and Adol, we'll start with you, even though you haven't written it down. I assume you've just got it all <laughs> yes. in his brain. There it is. There H2G2. it is. H two G two. I can't read. I can't see it. Can't read it. It's too uh, too blurred. H two G two. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Ooh. Uh, and I want it to be an open. I mean, I also wrote open world space exploration, but I was literally writing as you're talking, and I've got terrible legibility, so we won't bother with that. I just wasted a piece of paper in my Philosophy Talks notebook, which has four pieces of paper left. Um, yes. Uh, I think Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I loved the Infocom game, but obviously that was a very different game. Um, the Starship Titanic game was interesting. Is it like an adventure game set in a small setting that had the similar type of writing and humor? I would love to be in that universe and to just kind of travel, not worry about the plot of the game so much hmm. as like the world. And obviously, open world slash open universe would be really cool. And I, and like you could hit the big hits and you could like go to Earth in the past and. If you did the plot the right way, learn how to fly, and then you'd have that ability of falling and then just missing the ground. Um, 
you know, in other places and that might, you know, give you different experiences in different worlds, but just something in that like tone of tongue in cheek making real some of Light's absurdities, um, but meandering, like kind mm. of embracing the open world thing rather than what so much AAA does, which is open world for the sake of it, but then railroad you in a plot. Mm-hmm. So the open world seems either overwhelming because the plot is just unnecessarily spread out that you get lost or completely unnecessary because if you want to do the plot you just ignore half the world and it's like oh what if it kind of was just being a hitchhiker and like you have your towel and you just go so you want next stop nowhere um you want that but blown out yeah kind of with a budget Mm. yeah and a bigger team yeah Uh, yeah uh you know I, or is it that I want um, what you call it that that big Sony game that that um, everyone sad hated? Dad. When I, mm, sad um, dad. No, um, sad space. <laughs> what the hell was it Dead called? Space. No Man's Sky. I kind of oh. want No Man's Sky without <laughs> the mining, right? Just like uh, yes, a procedural yeah. generated infinite world that you kind of just bounce around for no reason and look at things. I'm only going to call that game Sad Space from now on. <laughs> sad Space. <laughs> I'm down. I I used I used to call it No Mansky. Uh, but mm. I think I think Nemansky is worse than Sad Space. <laughs> I'll have a Game Pass game. I should check that out. Even though oh, is it on Game Pass? I own it on Steam, I think. And apparently, all I've heard is like every six months they put out a new patch that makes people who bothered to stick with it come back to it for like a month or so, yeah. which is pretty good. Um, yeah, I do own yeah. it. After their yeah. initial kind of, uh, what, maybe six months, maybe a year, people have gravitated back towards it. Yeah. Um, and there's lots yeah, of people out there who will say it's a fantastic game. Yeah, and when they were starting to do the updates and stuff like that, and they launched, like, I don't know, it was like No Man's Sky 2.0. Um, yeah. There was a lot of hubris coming from them, and I'm like, mm. slow your old guys. But now I think they deserve it, it's like... Yeah, pat yourself on the back. You've been through some crap and you yeah. stuck with well, it, and it's a much better game now. So what I don't get is how they're affording to keep working on because huge it sold like of... gangbusters on PS4. Yeah, that's why, because they ostensibly lied yeah. to everybody. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I guess and it well, works. So. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, like I guess it's other, more of every AAA publisher lies. So you know what? Yeah. Fair play to them. They've, I, I yeah. think you're right. They've, they've built up that war chest to allow them to. But the, the, I guess it's the like, hey, we're in late stage capitalism, and they're <laughs> doing this. They're not being like, cool, we made the money. How do we make the money? Or <laughs> they're smart and they realize the only way people might buy a second game is if they Good do well. this one properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then go, hey, this is the next one. These are the features we definitely have. We don't want to make the same mistake. Look, we we made good on our roadmap. Yeah, Blah. they they unbesmirched the name of Hello Games, which is fantastic. I'm, Absolutely, I'm and they've yeah. got a little. I can't remember the name of it, but there's a, they've got another game coming Last out, haven't Campfire? they? Oh, do they? Yes, yes they yeah, do. Which I, is I um, love the look of that. Yeah, it looks mm. beautiful. It's only come from, um, I think. They suggested just a, a very small team within um, mm. Hello Games. Only a few people, I think, um, which was 
Is it this shit? Huh. Sorry, I, I just remembered that they're in Guilford, which is where yeah. Ford Prefect pretends to be from in Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, oh, oh, I see. It's not... Whatever this game is, it's not on their page yet. They only have Joe okay. Danger, Last Campfire, and No Man's Sky. La- it's, it's called Last Campfire. Yeah, yeah. the Last is Campfire. It, is that yeah, the one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. For some reason, I thought that had already come out. Yeah. I'm maybe just Maybe we missed it completely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it anything? was supposed to come to PC, PS4, Switch, and Xbone in summer 2020. Mm. Yeah, still technically summer. Yeah. Mm, right. yeah, yeah. Just get what, what, all, the kids, what all the kids mm. these days are calling the shadow drop. Or it just appears on the wow. store. Yeah, mate. I hope that he probably will. A lot of games are doing that now, and I like it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's usually it, on Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. uh, do you like it because it's a game you don't have to pay for, you just get? Yes. But also, yeah, I think that's the way it used to be. Like, I, growing up, it was never... Uh, a big thing with like paying attention to release dates for until much later. Yeah, like, same. When like in like I'm thinking like the Genesis days and SNES, there was a little bit of like ah Mortal Kombat Two is coming out, but there was and but like other than that, it was kind of like let's see what's on the shelf at Wilco Blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that's what I like about Game Pass. It's as equivalent as. An experience I'm gonna get from like going to Blockbuster, like just checking the Xbox Game Pass Twitter and seeing what's available today. That that's the closest mm. I'm gonna get to those happy memories of, yeah, using vouchers and getting like two games for like, oh mate, peanuts. You see all the time like W H Smith's vouchers or Woolworths <laughs> or something, some dead oh. high street shop doesn't yeah, exist anymore. I, I was yeah. just blockbuster, yeah. Just going there after work and just like, on a Friday, when I don't want to get tanked up with people at work, mm. just retreat to my nerdy corner and just go to blockbuster and <laughs> peruse, yeah. Wander the times. shelves looking for something mm. interesting. Yeah. Nice. Sad. I want blo- if, if there's anything I want in 2021... Not a vaccine for COVID. I want Blockbuster back. <laughs> Oof, I do. I had one dream. <laughs> you, you heard it here I had one first. Wish. Um, That's it. With a with a, a, a lowering population, <laughs> rental oh, no. rental services will only increase. Uh, the opinions of Lucy Yearwood do not reflect the opinions and values of Out of Lives Network. <laughs> <laughs> Let's open some more beers. Yay! I mean. Uh, no, nope, I meant yay. <laughs> what, Lucy. did you have any other ideas other than Hitchhiker's Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, was that, that, w- your wait, that was mine. Did we not touch? Well, I yes, think we, we could open another beer and then launch into the, the, the rest yeah, of us. Okay. Um, the last of us, you say. Yeah. Yes, yes. The rest of us, too. Uh, Lucy, yeah. Yeah. What, what have you got? I Snaps. opened it oh. before reading it, which was stupid. Um... Yeah. 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 So now yeah. I'm going to have to hold the can so I don't spill the contents. Uh, this is called Heed Hunter, um, and it's a double dry hopped pale from... Who? Ooh. By the Doctor? River Brew Company. Hey, got the... <laughs> By the River. Uh, like, 
like, by the Riverbrew Company. Yeah, so it's not right. by the Riverbrew Company. It's by by the Riverbrew Company. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Am I getting yeah. that right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. It's called the Riverbrew Company. Oh no! It is by. Sep- now I'm it's because totally it's on like a separate line. So I'm not saying if this is saying it's it says brewed and canned in the UK. Yeah. Finish line. Next line. By the Riverbrew Company. So I think it is just the Riverbrew Company. Nope. No, no, they, they are called by, by the, the Riverbrew Company. Company. Okay, it's very confusing then. <laughs> I, I was I, right with, without time. looking without looking too much. Is this the yes, brew the company Rick. that's owned by Wylam? Um, don't say that anywhere or, on the can. About or funded us. in some way by Wylam. No, they're an independent sure a... container settlement which lives and breathes beneath the iconic Tyne bri- Bridge okay. on the gate sh- Gateshead side of the river. Uh, consists of a brewing tap room, truck hall, and the backyard bike shop. Oh, they're like... A- Super not owned by someone. <laughs> very, very indie by the sound of it. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I thought, yeah. I'm sure. Oh wow, this place sure looks like fun. A brewery that's a very similar name, which has some association. They're just with, the River uh, Brew Company. Yeah, I was going to say, you mean you mean the River Brew Company? <laughs> <laughs> not by God, me. we're dumb. Yeah. I love next it. door, next door yeah. to them in Gateshead, obviously. Yeah. If it wasn't abundantly Wait, yeah. clear, I I've never had a beer from these guys. So. Uh, oh yeah, the River Brew Company. They're by by the River Brew Company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You are going to confuse me. Um, it, it's 4.5%. Uh, this is a 440ml can. Can arts weird. What is this? I cannot oh. tell. It's like some... Oh, may oh. not be that clear. Like Cthulhu-esque monsters Moths. or something. What is it? Yeah, it looks like... I have no idea. I'm not even going to guess. <laughs> but the it's weird, and I like it. Um, the design is by Realize. Um, Realize. Do you realize? Yeah. Real eyes or I realize? Oh, Jesus. Real eyes. Um, R e a l space. What are uh, words? E y e s. Yeah. This can is confusing. It ends real lies, not real lies. I take it back. True lies. Um, it's got... Uh, <laughs> it's, centennial. <laughs> it's got Centennial Cryo, uh, Citra BBC, and Mosaic BBC hops. 4.5%. Please, let's move on. <laughs> I'm sorry if I picked the microphone on that laugh. Uh, <laughs> Listeners and viewers, uh, caught uh, me off guard and is entirely correct sentiment. Ado, <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a beer we've done before, Ooh. but I did the research. Uh, it is a beer we did in Tanked Up episode number 67. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. So I didn't quiet. feel bad about having this in my... So I, I just I actually grabbed it just because it was a hot day. 67 must be before the Lucy times. Yeah, this is pre-Lucy. Mm. Mm. It is the it Arbor... 1980. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> when we um, were we. <laughs> uh, yeah, see, I speak for the trees, American Pale Ale. I can't remember... I didn't actually look too hard whether this was when... I think it might be when Alex, you and I were, like... Sp- all three splitting several beers. Mm-hmm. 
uh, in in the living room. Yeah. Um, but anyway, now I'm just having it. So <laughs> uh, it's you get that a full fi- pint can to yourself. Yeah, basically. Uh, so it's a five percent, um, five sixty eight mil can. Um, refreshing and easy drinking American pale ale brewed with Amarillo, Mosaic, and Simcoe hops. Um, yes. Uh, and yes, they are um, local to Bristol, if you didn't know. I used to live around the corner from them. I do miss that. Uh, and uh, I actually don't remember the last time I had it, I speak for the trees. Mm. And that's why uh, they're actually... They have various arbors at the little grocer down the, down the road for me, and I was just like, oh, I haven't had that in a long time. And I was like, wait, I might be able to do this on the pod. Nice. Uh, which can is that? Just, I want to see the can. Sorry. Oh, full pine orange one. Orange yeah. one, yeah. You're trying to, yeah, because do you, do, you, do you do what I do, which is no arbor by their cans and yes. not their label, their names? <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm like, oh, I've had that blue one before. And then I was Googling, yeah, like, White Space... or yeah. Yeah, Rocket Man. That's light. a blue one. Mm. Uh, yeah. And then there's yeah. oh now I can't remember what yeah there's the rainbow one which I really like but I don't know what it's called. Uh, my little sub. Oh my little brony or sabroni. Yeah, yeah. Right. I've yeah. not had that one. That's a oh, new really one. Mm, I've got nice. one downstairs. I think it might be the baked Alaska one. Oh um, yeah, can't remember. That, the which is the. Like beigey, creamy coloured yeah, can, it's, isn't it's it? Yeah, that yes. colour, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we know this too well. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I drove past them today. I thought about them. I thought about uh-huh. how this weekend coming up should be the East Bristol Brewery Trail. But it ain't. Because obviously it's not. <sighs> it's sad times. Not sad I mean, times. To be honest, I the weather is garbage. Ben, so just we might have that. to find an afternoon and just go to a store, buy like four pints of Bristol yeah. beers and then at a two meter distance wander around <laughs> Easton <laughs> just wander drinking. the streets looking yeah. yep, absolutely and we won't stop. be the only ones it's fine nah. staggering around yeah, yeah. yeah. good right living in that area. I'm mm. going to open this beer I'm it is a Dea <gasps> it is sound machine Ooh. groove I'm it's an 8% jump through your screen and double IPA snatch it. Here it is, Lucy. Here it is. Um, it's got it's got text all over the place. Of course, it does. <laughs> Juicy double IPA with Citra, Nelson, Idaho Seven, and Brew One on the dry hop. Um, that's pretty much all I'm getting. Mm. I can already yep. tell it's going to be great. Ooh, it's got some lovely. I don't know, frog people. <laughs> It's a so battle toads. frog. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's battle after a it's fucking long weekend, isn't it? Like <laughs> they've just been drinking all weekend. They defeated their nemesis. They've just huh. drank and drank and drank, and now they're fucked. Uh, nematodus? <laughs> Does that work? Is that ne- a thing? Mm, 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 mm. Maybe. I don't think it is. Sorry. Ooh, ooh. Oh, it's bad, bad boy. No, just the nose instantly. Mm. Lucy, we'll come back to mm. you. Yeah. Had a little sip. Similar in look and colour to the last one. Um, like light straw, quite hazy. It's almost yeah. It's pretty much almost opaque. Um, oh wow, that yeah. looks like squash. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, there's a little light bleed at the bottom, uh, but yeah, it's a 
it, it's sort of worrying me because like the last <laughs> one doesn't have much head can't mm-hmm. see much carbonation but this has kind of a bit of a more funky um, kind of aroma citrus still getting that though yeah it's got a nice smell to it taste wise You are getting. Let's just say Mr. Pine has come back. Oh, yeah. You are getting a lot of pininess on that. A lot of resin, a lot of pine. It's got like this fresh, kind of cedar like taste. It's very. It's, very, it's, it's, it's really, really that in the front. Not so much fruit. But I like that. I like piney, resinous beers. It's got a nice bit of bitterness at the end. Not. Not too much, not overpowering, but yeah, it's got a nice mix of a little bit of fruit, a little bit of light citrus, a lot of pininess, a little bit of um, bitterness at the end. Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely getting those hops though. Um, they put three hops in there. What was it? Centennial mosaic and citra, was it? Yeah. So, yeah, those hops there showing their worth in this um it's got a nice it's got a lot more body and more hoppiness than the last beer which i like and yeah this is really well balanced it's really light it, what was it 4.5 yeah 4.5 so a little bit lighter in the abv than the other one but yeah i mm-hmm. think this don't want to you know show my show my hand too early but it, it's definitely more of an all-rounder than the previous one mm. um much more well balanced, but um, it does tip the scale on the pininess. But I like that, you know. Yeah, so. we do All like right. a good bit of gonna... beer. Yeah, mm. I'm gonna have to look out for these guys because this is really good first impression. Nice, good, Adol. We'll come back to you. Um, so, ports quite orangey, Ooh. dark. Not... I love this color. Mm. I don't know if you can here. Let me put it closer to the light, though. Just got this lovely sort of a little more golden than honey. Um, mm. um, it's I think the lighting is betraying that it's a li- it is a little see through. Like I can see it myself. I just have too strong a light source that way. I think um, you can tell it's a ring. <laughs> um, it, it the head was quite prolific, so I had to wait until it uh, settled. Then it sort of went away. It had this really nice sweet. Um, I almost want to say slightly like floral and a bit of citrus just wafting on the pour Mm. now I'm getting closer I'm getting a lot more um, I'm getting a little more um, like I like grapefruit like a little bit of tartness with that citrus and whatever the floral note um, was there on the pour is being overpowered by that but it's, it's quite delicate um, in general, I just get this like sweet citrus uh, on the nose. Anyway, oh, that's a full-bodied beer. And by that, I mean like it really filled my mouth. It's not too, th- it's not viscous. It's just like a lot, like the rush of the, the, between the bubbles and the taste. It's just like, oh yes, I had a half sip and it felt like I had a good quality taste of this beer. Um. It's maltier than I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Like, I literally can't remember last time I had this, this beer, so I, I had no sort of suspicions or expectations. That's the word. Expectations or suspicions without the negative context. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's got this sweetness. It's like almost tangerine sweetness throughout. Um, that you don't really notice until the finish that it's been there the whole time because you get this like low key citrus, really light um, note, and then it that fades really quick. It does, and then hits a little more of that grapefruity um, taste again, just a slight tartness, and then it's just this multi backbone. Just like, yep, it's multi. My my mouth is a little dry. Like if it it tastes like it's drying out with like mm-hmm. a layer of this tangerine sweetness on top. But actually, if I move my tongue around, I'm not actually being dried out. It's just this. I think it's this transition to the maltiness. Yeah, and this drying taste that just makes me like, oh, I better sip more. But I don't. If I could, I, if you like, have a w- awareness, you're like, no, I'm actually my mouth isn't dried out. It's just that like. That transition of taste just sort of pull, and the fact that it goes from some interesting sort of florally, grapefruity, citrusy things going, and then like, hey, this is actually quite malty. Yeah. It's like, oh, I feel kind of drained, mm-hmm. um, rather than it is draining. Uh, it's, um, it's a really good beer though, like, it's just, uh, um, I'm just, We'll see how I am with the with the rest of the pint, but it's it's a now even just after talking about it, I'm not feeling that um, that drying out as much. So I think I just needed to get used to that gear change. Um, but uh, boy, did I not remember how how much there was a maltiness to this beer. Mm. Mm. Which yeah. you know, the, I think the flavor text just mentioned Amarillo, Mosaic, and Simcoe hops. Um. But not really anything else. But I, I feel like they're interplaying well with the malts. Um, and again, uh, the, the the tail end of the finish is this sort of maltiness with this slight tangerine citrusy sweetness. Yes, yeah. that sounds right from my recollection. I haven't had that one in a while. Yeah, and I, I think mm. a lot of the time, um, whenever we have an Arbor beer, we don't realise quite how they lean into their malts. Um, or, mm. you know, Arbor very, very well do that. Same as, uh, you know, same as something like Good Chemistry, same as someone like Moore. We have these breweries in this area of Bristol, which city, really yeah. do, yeah, which really do lean into their malts very, very yeah. well. And I'd say gives, Good Chem, like, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My and it, it gives their beers a, um, a, a quality which, you know, lots of people are chasing sort of the hops, and I think they've just gone, well, let's balance these out a little bit more. It just mm-hmm. gives that it a balance. slightly different feel to a lot of the stuff on the market. All right, stop bragging about Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right for some. <laughs> Lucy, how's yours? Mm. Yeah, We've it's had right. you. Have we had you? Yeah, oh, we have yes, we have. Yeah. Fucking hell. The order's too hard to. I've only had a couple of sips of this 8% one already. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. Let's come back to me then. Mm. Daya, sound Mm. machine groove. Um, It is lovely. Of course it is. Um, It's very, very thick. Just just pure thickness in a glass. Um, Mm. When I cracked the can, it had this lovely, slightly 
fruity but very very dank nose to it and sort of you stick your stick your face in the glass and it just all the aroma just wafts towards you and it matches very well in the flavor as well so it does have a slight viscosity to the um, to the mouthfeel it's maybe not quite as thick as it kind of looks it's not quite as soupy as perhaps it looks within the glass it's a little bit lighter than that but the, the the juiciness the fruits kind of come straight off and it feels like there's this this balance trying to happen between this little bit of pineapple and a little bit of melon as well and it kind of very easily leans a bit more into that melon and through into grapefruit by then hitting a danker sort of note with a light slightly piney bitterness coming out of that sort of that dank flavor that it has to it and it flows unlike the last beer which was kind of here are the things that are happening this just takes you through and flows very very well bringing out those flavors and then saying this this is next but it merges with the previous flavor in this way and then this happens and it merges again with the previous flavor like very very well made cannot tell it's eight percent at all don't have that kind of you know alcohol sweetness don't have anything in here which would suggest that apart from perhaps that slight viscosity mm. um that's like fullness to its body um mm. rather than you know it's not a thin beer whatsoever but it's very easy and that combination of those kind of melon grapefruity flavors works very very well and that that we were saying we like a bitter beer mm -hmm. this is a very very subtle bitterness because it has mm. that dank that hoppiness yeah. that kind of that wetness to it right in the middle and that just just opens you up to a very very slight light bitterness which just runs along very nicely with it um, it's gonna I mean it's a 500ml can as all day kind of releases are it's going back far too quickly I'm going to shower. <laughs> I'm going to drink it. And I'm going to come to you, Enjoy. Lucy. I'm going to come to you, Lucy, for your uh, your take on what franchise uh, you would like to see as a game. Well, I just drink this and say nothing more today. I yeah. don't think you can say nothing more. Try me. Since been. <laughs> um, yeah, mine are probably just... I did write mine down. Oh, let's see it. Let's uh, run through these. Oh. Tum. 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 You know, I don't know how it's taken me this long to notice that The Last of Us, my brain has always just reinterpreted that the right way around. Oh, I had no idea. It's really funny. God, but, uh, it actually says, if you read it the other way around, TMNT. Mm -hmm. um, which, I mean, you were talking about like the DC stuff, so my mind went to like um, the Injustice games, and I was mm -hmm. like, when they put their wow. titles in that as DLC, I was like, I want a uh, kind of grittyish, not too much. I want basically the the the, the the tone of like the the film the the first film where it's like 
This is very dark, yeah. and literally dark, because it's like the rubber would have shown up too much. But um, <laughs> it's got it has like a bit of grittiness to it, and like, but it's still like the turtle, so it's quite light-hearted. I want that kind of game. There's a lot of humor set in, in there. Yeah, mm. um, that kind of tone in a game where um, it's not some crappy live service game where one person is each turtle. It's not even going to have co-op. Maybe co-op. I'll, I'll allow local co-op Couch only. co-op, yeah, yeah, yeah. Couch co-op only. Mm-hmm. Not multiplayer. Basically, I don't know, the turtle's got separated in time somehow, and <laughs> you, you <laughs> play as, I've heard you this play story as, before. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard the story in video game and cinematic form. <laughs> and uh, you play as every turtle in... Uh, at the it, same like, time? Is it like a Manuel Samuel thing? It's like you start off as like I don't know Leo, and he's looking for his brothers, and you start off with Leo, and then like oh chapter goes to oh where's Raph or something like that, and where's Mikey, and then eventually they start gathering, and then you can control all of them like just swapping in and out of each of them and stuff like that. I don't know. This is oh, my mate, like a high like idea. Almost like a, like a, almost like a side-scrolling brawler. Uh, but yeah, if you, that you Marvel... have like combo moves where yeah, where you have like a Marvel versus mm. Capcom game or, or oh. Tekken Tag where yeah. you can you can tag in so you actually you can do a combo move with one, press the button and that brings another one in and you yeah. instantly switch to that. Which character. they kinda do in like Injustice. Um mm. I was actually But I want think... that in like a three D world. Um it's yeah. sort of like Single player only. I would have had like Rocksteady do it before mm. I realised they were trash circa 2015 and again (laughs) in 2020. But um, yeah, yeah. I was thinking like uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, um, where if you do it in like the like arcade mode, it has all four characters on the screen and you can swap between them. But then if you do it Mm -hmm. in like uh, RPG mode for I don't know what they call it, um, you just one character you play it through. And then yeah. it, someone can join you, and it sounds like you kind of want the like the idea of like you're in RPG mode, but you can unlock the other ones, and then in certain scenes they'll be around, and you could be like, "Uh, now I'm Donnie, and I'm going to do this thing," and then I mm-hmm. hit the button, yeah. and Donnie and and Raph get together, and they do the shell squish thing that they did yeah. to Tatsu in Secret of the Ooze. It's almost <laughs> yeah, you almost yeah. shell nice. shock. Shell shock. Ah, oh, you got can me. You, yeah. Can, Wait, 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 Splinter. What? Splinter? Can he just be like a can he just be like a special move and he just comes out of nowhere, <laughs> fucking destroys people and leaves again. Oh, because um, you're looking for him, he's lost in time. Splinter um, is like Alfred. We're gonna we're gonna I want like um I was watching a speedrun of like Arkham City over the like SGDQ. Hmm. And those games were so good. Um the first two. And I just want it in like that kind of universe. Mm-hmm. And, right. You know, you got be off from Rocksteady, and you know they're like some of the bosses, and you know, yeah, I want that kind of like grit, yeah. Um, but that's my fantasy that will never happen. Um, the second one, very obvious, is can you? No, it's Scissorage <laughs> Crab. Yeah, I want um, <laughs> I want Jurassic Park. <laughs> I want right. uh, in Dino Crisis form. Um, oh my god! Dino Crisis, that would be better. Um, Jurassic Crisis. Yes. Jurassic. <laughs> yes. 
Um, crisis part. The last one. Is Who are you? Who, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Mm. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Muldoon, of course. <laughs> no! <laughs> the last Shoot one. <laughs> That's the only line he says throughout the whole game as he fires his gun constantly. <laughs> you can be some random. It doesn't have to have, like. I just want the score of Jurassic Park in a Dino Crisis game. That's fair. <laughs> Basically, yeah. That's fair. Um, the last one, I'll just like, let's have a really left field one. I wonder if anyone's gonna get this obscure thingy. Um. Oh. Fargo? Zombie Land? <laughs> Fargo. <laughs> I, I, I see it, land. Probably, yeah. Fab, Fabuland. Yeah. Is that like a fabric store that was in, no. in around your neighborhood when you were growing up? It was actually Lego. Um, oh, what? But it was Lego like Fabuland. Yes. It, it had a. I don't know how long the run was, but um, it it was basically like your version of Animal Crossing, where it's like there's hippos, there's lions, in like oh, this I bigger. Think I remember club. this. You remember this? Yes. Yeah, yeah I used I to have a like boat a kind of... with them all, like a paddle <laughs> boat with them all on. I used to play with in the bath, mate. I remember that. Mm, I want like yeah. something that's a hybrid oh, wow. of like These things Sims, are so cool. Sims, uh, um, Animal Crossing, and the Lego games. Nice. Before that gameplay got scared. Uh, so, I know. I know. I could be I want... fancy with overlays and things, but I'm just gonna do this. Oh, uh, you see, they have their own ta- and there was a TV show as well. Yeah, you, you mm. could GTA this. Mm-hmm. You could Ooh. steal a hippopotamus's face and ride it through town. <laughs> yeah, there's the left. That's how GTA people. works, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I know <laughs> video <faces>. game. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I am video game player. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, those are my free pitches. I, nice. I only did I one. I didn't realize I was supposed to do more than one. Now I feel bad. I've only it's done. Fine. To be fair, I only got. I've only got one. I've only got one. I mean, yeah. I have another, okay. but I know it's coming out, uh, and it's it's really lame. But it it when I found out that they were making uh, Magic the Gathering, Gathering action RPG, <laughs> okay. I was like, that is so me in junior high, like Diablo, but with magic characters. Sign me the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> what are you a planeswalker something like that uh, i don't think you are i think i well, it's i don't know you like there's very little information if you okay. are i don't think you're going to be the main planeswalkers i don't when want this that. like to come out uh who knows I, it all got like pushed it was supposed to come out soonish who's making um, it i am gonna look that up um but i don't Lying want like uh, my og magic t- times had nothing to do with um uh, planeswalkers. Planeswalkers yes. were well after that's my like time. A, that's like a, a mid two thousands thing, isn't it? Planeswalkers, maybe even later than that. Yeah, maybe? Uh, uh, no, uh, like mid to late two thousands. Whilst you're not talking about magic, Laura, I'm using the toilet. So. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'll be back um, for your uh, suggestion, Ben. Good, good. Um, yeah, cool. I'll bamp about this. Yeah, so I um, it's called Magic Legends. It's a free to play action RPG by Cryptic Studios and Perfect World Entertainment. Which is a Chinese-owned uh, live service game studio. Ooh, okay. Um, and they've done things I've not heard of. <laughs> they did tor- the Torchlight mobile game. Oh, okay. 
Um, but like Cryptic is Neverwinter Nights, Champions Online, mm-hmm. Star Trek Online. Like, so it's the Memorable shell with I think the mobile stretch um, of Perfect World. I assume because. If it's free to play, it's gonna have monetization, which is when mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I don't know what I think about this. Yeah. It was gonna be a Memorka, and now it's just an ARPG, is the big thing. Which is an odd shift for a title to go, right? Mm-hmm. Oh no, but not. Like, I could, I could understand that, because you can, you could turn an MMO, an MMORPG into a, uh, sort of a, a a role-playing game, a, a squad-based or strategy, or even an ARPG, quite uh, easily I, I, because you have the, the you have the world there, you have the questing system all around. It's maybe some end-game content. You know, it's the, the 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 bigger elements which require more players, which you have to sort of strip back to accommodate a single-player game. Oh, I take it back. Apparently, it's might be an MMO still, or they haven't. So the background um, info on their webpage says uh, on Google says MMO, but nothing on their site seems to say it. So that might just be, you know, yeah, yeah. So throwing MMO ARPG, so it's which I think might just be like a little more persistent than Diablo instances. Mm-hmm. Who's making it? Sorry, uh, it's Cryptic. Um, the guys who do um, Cryptic Studios did. Uh, Champions Online, Neverwinter, uh, City of Heroes, Star Trek Online. And then they're paired oh, okay. with Perfect World. Uh, oh, they're a wholly owned subsidiary of Perfect World, uh, rather. Oh, okay. Uh, Perfect World being a Chinese video game developer who has done a bunch of like mobile game stuff. Uh, so the key to that game um, is... Let me see if I can... I've lost... Oh, I was right there, and then I clicked the thing because I was talking, not paying attention to what I was clicking. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. Basically, they've got like Geomancer and Necromancer and Time Mage uh, to like reflect the main like. So, um, Geomancer is probably fire and earthquakes, right? And then um, Necromancer is zombies, which is that like basically what most people think of when they think of black and. T- Time Mage presumably is doing stupid blue blue mage shit, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so so that's that's the thing that um, boy, it could go either way, uh, mm. and like they seem like I'm they not... do well with licenses though. That just you reading through the you know portfolio. So. Yeah, cryptic is is reasonable. It's more of like like Magic the card game is started to sell very expensive cardboard, even more so, um, because Hasbro, I think, needs more money. Um, (laughs) It's very profitable. Well, I mean, I don't know how many... I think they probably got a hit on, like, uh, physical toys in the past X months. A Transformers Twisted Metal. Yeah, but, but like... What, There's a lot of ad- adults choice. who play Magic, right? And they would have been online ordering anyway. Anyway, mm. that's a thing for another time. So that was the only thing that I'm curious about, and I think I wouldn't have thought of that. Um, I wouldn't have thought of an ARPG as like a way to actually really live in the lore versus just kind of have the lore be passive, which is what a lot of people view Magic as. It's like, oh yeah. Hmm. So that's kind of cool. Anyway. 
Now nice. to you, Ben. Welcome back. Um, mine's um, it's kind of based on a franchise that, that Kim and I have been uh, watching um, over the last is few it? weeks, which is called Hannah Montana. Um, no, <laughs> not Mo- Hannah Montana. Who is that? <laughs> Who is the le- who's the girl that's Hannah Montana? Oh, I can't games. Miley Cyrus. There's, there there's are enough, Hannah, there's Montana enough Hannah Montana games. games. Then, yeah. I'm sure. Um, and they're all probably on Game Boy Advance. Yeah, probably. Uh, it's Hannah, but without the H on the end. Um, oh, so it's not the palindrome, it's just the. Um, yes, yes. Is this um, based on that? I'll, so, I'll let you go. So it's a, it's a film it's, it's a film from 2010. Like, oh, and so it is that. They've, right. they've recently made it a TV series on um, Amazon Prime, right? Yes, on Amazon Prime, exactly. And basically, it's about a young girl who. Um, it's Leon after Leon. 20, well, it, it sort of, sort of. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of like a young girl who was going to be uh, part of a a government experiment, but um, the guy who um, coerced her mother into giving the the, the child up at, at birth um, kind of becomes her father takes her under a wing and, and trains her up to take down this um this like government funded project to train like assassins basically like mm-hmm. teenage girl assassins um and the series kind of expands upon the film a little bit by um, okay. the second series takes you into like the school where they're all training and actually sends a few of them out on missions and things and what i want is a game where you play kind of like one of the students in the school and you're going out yes. on these missions and it's basically Hitman, Hitman. but <laughs> <Right>. rather <laughs> than it being um, uh, trying a to say like, middle-aged man, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yes, I, which is something I can relate to. Um, yes, you want it to be a teenage girl. I want it to be a te- exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, um, so Hitman, I would say for this is like the arcade end of the spectrum. So you can you can knock someone out, you can steal their clothes, you can take anything like. I want something which is a little bit more nuanced, where you have to plan stuff a little bit more, where it's not just, oh, knock this person out. Like, you, you, you have to go through this, and yes, you have a target, but you can't just randomly take people out. You cannot just have a, um, like, steal a, a disguise to get through it. You kind of have a, a an element of, like, a planning stage. You're like, right, I'm going to infiltrate this space. This is what I'm going to do. This is who I'm going to be. This is how I will get into that person's life. And then execute that element. So I want something that's a little bit more strategic, perhaps, than, than Hitman's kind of element that you can just do a lot of different things on the fly and it's a bit more sort of sandboxy in kind of what you're doing. I want something that maybe is a little bit more strategic, mm. a little bit more limited in what you're able to do. Sounds um, like a programmer's nightmare. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yes. I, completely. Um, and it, it's kind of I, I'm I'm sure IO are going to be making this soon. It's fine. It's the evolution of Hitman <laughs> as they're going to be leaving yes. Agent Forty Seven behind next year. Can you imagine. <laughs> Who knows? Mate? I, Who I knows? don't want to imagine they, what the uh, fallout that would be if he was replaced with a teenage girl. Mate, but you know, they pivot. They pivot to like teenage girl, and everyone just goes absolutely nuts. <laughs> One side is going nuts for one reason because mm. they hate it, and the other side is going nuts because they can't fucking keep it down. Uh, but 
it would it would go fucking nuts. But you yeah. could have like IO take this on. You could bring in maybe um, you know if IO got bought out by say Sony or by Microsoft or they got brought in under another publisher, you could have another um, developer who was a little bit more. Um, uh, a little bit more geared towards like that storytelling element to allow you to have that kind of that backstory between um, different scenarios to allow you to explore the different things that you can do and it, it does need to be sort of sandbox in a way that you want to be able to kind of go up here and be able to take the shot or infiltrate into this space or become their friend or do this sort of thing and it needs to be open but just has that kind of not realism to it but a sense of strategy yeah unlike hitman where mm-hmm. you know you can go into hitman and just fucking pop everyone off and yeah bowl about stupid. like in yeah. a chef's outfit um <laughs> yes. and you can change outfits in front of somebody and they'll be like oh where did he go so exactly yeah. exactly yeah, and as, as, like to, to tie it in with the franchise like hannah is this uh like trained up like super badass fucking assassin um, who lots of it is this like coming of age story and things like that as well mm. brings in a lot of elements of that sort of thing as well and you could you could tie that in even if it was like someone like Don't Nod that came in to do some of the uh, like narrative stuff around mm. that and actually in the TV series she actually whilst it's only for like a, I don't know in the TV series like the space of a few days or maybe a couple of weeks where she um, kind of like flips sides and joins the, the school the training school and actually goes out on a mission and stuff you could have that element in the franchise where like this is that two week period or this is an element mm-hmm. where we're sending her out on like training missions and stuff to, to do things and that could like fill in a, a, a gap as such mm-hmm. um, you know you don't need to necessarily tie it into that you could just be one of these other girls that don't get explored within the, the, the TV series um, you know as you the want- the, the, the government program kind of like continues and they get their like ultimate weapon yeah. plausible complete deniability like what teenage girl would be in this position to like pop off some that's, you know government yeah. conspirator or something that that's always sounds better than like dealing with like the main protagonist because there's so there's so many more yeah. avenues to go down just yeah, yeah. finding random auxiliary character but so you want um dark angel Mixed with Bully. Wow. Mixed Ooh. with Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere with Rainbow Six I mean, Patriots or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you say it It's that an odd way, Venn though. diagram, mate. Oh. <laughs> There's about 12 circles all around. Mm. I need something roughly in there. <laughs> um, Was there a Dark Angel video game? There must have been. I don't know. So I don't know why, because it doesn't really make sense, given the skill set of Hannah, etc., and like the rawness. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, uh, this reminded me of Oni. Yeah, yeah. And I would love a, I would love Bungie to make Oni again instead of Halo <laughs> bitches. Uh, they don't make. Halo. Oh uh, right, sorry. Whatever. That awful, Destiny. Awful, awful Destiny. Whatever that. Whatever yeah. they do, the franchise they do is boring. I. I, I <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I. I, I literally just slammed two companies that I'm like, oh yeah, another game by you is coming out, meh, um, together. But yeah, I mean, 
Oni was tons of fun. Dark Angel video game. Jessica Alba's voice work just fucking... Well, t- to be fair, would it even be fucking Jessica Alba? No. Um, and I was uh, so part of what I part of what I wanted with this as well, and part of Hannah is um, it's not just that idea that you're walking in with a gun and, and shooting someone. Like, there's a lot of close combat. There's a lot of hand to hand sort of stuff. And actually, um, you could you could lean into someone um, like who made um, like Sleeping Dogs because Sleeping Dogs from all of these like open world games has a really good close combat system. Yes. Yeah, um, we talked a bunch about it. Yes. Yeah, and. I'd want that to be kind of like a central element to it, that if things did go south, that you have this really robust close combat system to kind of fall back on. That That isn't what you're trying to do. You're not just going around battering people, but you have that like skill, that the, the character has that skill to kind of like fall back on as uh, you know a last resort almost, to be able to just exit a space or exit a scenario and get out of somewhere. Just, you know, it would be like, you know, the scene in Daredevil in the corridor or mm. like moving up the building in the raid or something like that, where you just have that like one shot where you can just do like all of these close combat moves using the environment to your advantage and just be able to escape ultimately. Yeah. I'll give someone a fiver if they can guess the meta score for not Dark Angel video game. James Cameron's Dark Angel. <laughs> oh, shit, 57. Wait, Metacritic? Um, Close, Ben? Ooh. Lower. <laughs> yeah, I was, gonna, no I was shit. definitely... The fact that you it got over 50 is kind. <laughs> I was going to say 48 is what I was going to say. He got it right. Yeah. It is 48 on Metacritic. <laughs> I'm sad yeah, that you yeah. said your bit before because I, I that forty as soon as you said fifty seven I'm like nah it's mm. like way less it's got to be like a forty eight. <laughs> I want to look at gameplay. Anyway. That's it, not now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, L- Lucy stops podcasting to watch YouTube videos of a fifteen year old. Yeah. God, how long ago? Muller, right? Not much be older than that. OG Xbox two. Um, yeah, so OG Xbox, uh, 2002 in North Ooh. America, 2003 over here. So, Jesus Christ! <sighs> yeah, superstar. Um, People born that year are 18. They can drink right, now. Actually. Don't say that. People born the game. People born in the year That's, this game was made can now actually watch up, our podcast. Right. Shut up, <laughs> Ben. <laughs> this ben. looks all right. <laughs> anyway, let's move on from this topic. Uh, I mean, I don't know why I say this because, like, I've, I I teach new adults, and I'm always shocked at how young they are. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, wait, you were born when? What to- yeah. cultural touchstone doesn't exist anymore? <laughs> you know, what was great for like motivating. You like bust out a Ren and Stimpy quote, and they're like, what? Well, no, like, so so you teach first-year philosophy, you probably teach some, like, Descartes, and you think he's got his evil demon argument about skepticism, right? And you're like, cool, this is just like the Matrix, right? How do you know you're not a brain in the vet? There's also a brain in vet argument, but, like, how do you know that you can trust your senses if something isn't just, like, fucking with your senses? And there's no way, right? Extreme skepticism says, fuck you, but, like, what the fuck's a Matrix? 
Everyone knows what the Matrix is. No, these 19-year-olds don't, because Matrix came out in 99, and Matrix 3 came out when they were four. Yeah, but I know what... (laughs) Uh, I know what a flux capacitor is. I know what a Wookiee is. Oh, but Wookiee's not fair because that has. Slashed. Yeah, but the Matrix is. I, it's huge. not the same. Lucy, it's a cultural Lucy, touchstone. you're a fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. But still, this is why you know these things. But I still know what. Like, I know. I know Ghostbusters. Even though it's not a great film. Mm. I mean, yeah, but that's because there's been like seven remakes in the past five years. Yeah. I'm and just a, saying, and that a Lego something as big as The Matrix, they should surely know. You know, I, I'm not asking them to know about what was the what was the other one that came out around the same time as Matrix that was like The Matrix but not very good, and it had like an X in the name. Oh, I don't know. Existence. No. Existence. Exist. Yeah. Existence that, was, was uh, like a David. Wasn't it a Fincher nope. movie? It was. Corner Break. It's a Corner Break. Aeon Flux. Yeah, my Aeon. Movie, yes. Was it like Aeon Flux or something? Oh, yes. Aeon, Aeon, Aeon Flux. Flux, yeah. I mean, that. that yeah, was I'm not asking them to like, know real that. Real violent. And... <laughs> Sorry? 2005. You cut out a little. Else? I don't know. But I'm not asking them to know. I'm just saying, I'm not asking them to know anything like. Niche. The Matrix is pretty big. Pretty big. Christian Bale's equilibrium. It's it's part of common nomenclature. Uh, existence did teach, come out in, in ninety nine though, right? Like mm, same I don't years know, but I don't know. I see. I don't know whether the Matrix is because it's been so long. Like yes, as Adam says, like Ghostbusters has had some resurgence, and there are various things. You know, Back to the Future is kind of one of those that. Occasionally gets talked about in sort of like terms of a reboot and stuff. The yeah. Matrix kind of happened and then stop. But it's like when someone says part of the Matrix, that seems like it's coming to like that's the just because people. Yeah, of, it's it you know hasn't everybody. Yeah, yeah. The mm. thing is, I don't think it has. You know what I mean? Not in the not way in the sense of like it. they've seen the movie, but they should not, they, not they even should. should, but they could be aware of it because. Something like that has become like nomenclature. It's like it, in the lexicon of people, like in the Matrix, and people know what that means. Like people who have may not have even seen the film know that saying or something yeah. like that. Or well, it'd be it interesting. Yeah, it'd be interesting to 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 understand. People know the saying, but don't understand where it you know comes from. What is what is that time frame for that? Because there's lots of sayings these days which relate back to like the 18th century or something. We don't actually know. What is an extreme example of like a hundred year, you know, period as such, like uh, uh, sayings where we don't know what the kind of like the original, um, uh, uh, you know, reason was. It's like I I, I only realized or only found out that um, the saying to make ends meet, meaning that you were very Mm. poor, was actually because you'd only earned enough money to get the offcuts from a butcher's. That's the only meat you got was oh, like yeah. the offcuts oh, and the end that. bits, yeah. and that's kind of like where that came from. And like I never knew that, but it's definitely something I've probably used at some point. Um, what at what point does that like enter mm. the matrix? Being in the matrix, kind of idea proliferates into just yeah, the zeitgeist I guess, so yeah. much that the meaning behind it or where it comes from has kind of been lost a little bit by the people actually using it, and they understand the concept, but they don't know the 
origin or, or yeah. where that has. You see, you see, like in that sense, yes, I I fully agree with you. But when you're talking about like something like Into the Matrix, the Matrix is like TM that refers to that movie yes. and that yeah, concept, yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas Making Ends Meet is is like more of a yeah, generality. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. But I do As think there, say, there's a lot of know. slang that, like, mm. we we use from pop culture that just that has... kids won't know. And yeah, I yeah. don't expect them to know. But I just thought, like, maybe not even seen like The Matrix, but like knowing that that's know a the film thing. that exists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I've never seen Gone with the Wind, or mm-hmm. um, yeah. But it's like I know quotes from that film. Sure. Yeah. I know it exists, basically. Yeah, but I mean, I mean but Gone with the Wind is literally the biggest film of all time by box office gross, and The Matrix 1999 is not. Yeah, but I just feel like The Matrix is like kind of yeah, like a but it's not. I guess thing? the point the point <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to make is it was huge for people around our age, um, because it was huge then, and it had a lasting impact on how sci-fi and visual effects happened. Hmm. Um, but it doesn't replay and do- it doesn't have the cultural longevity in the same way like a Star Wars does. I think the Matrix does have that. Um, okay, well, I'm saying at least not by the sampling of the of the of the young people yeah. I interact with the past couple of years via teaching them, it was like, oh, and some of them. It's not like none of them knew, right? But it was just like, oh, this mm. isn't a universal in the way that like. When I first started teaching, it was. Yeah. yeah. But luckily, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, making yeah, a fourth that, film, and so it'll all be moved, because <laughs> then it'll come back to Fantastic. being Fantastic, because the second Whoa. and third were such uh, roaring successes. But um, That's it. It's yeah, just Keanu yeah, Reeves it, constantly just going, whoa, 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 <laughs> just over and over again. I'd watch he's, he's just He's just <laughs> completely not? astounded by everything. Can't take any of it in. <laughs> It's in real time. Um, it's just an hour and a half of him learning different things within the Matrix. Maybe I mean, that would be kind of <gasps> great. Maybe John Wick 4 is the same as um, <laughs> Matrix 4. Maybe they're the same oh, film. Mate, that would be amazing. That. Fuck, that would be fucking amazing. That really would. And Fuck then they tie it into like, you are in the Matrix. You're just in the Matrix watching John yeah. Wick 4. <laughs> yeah, it turns out the, the, the programmers, like the programs that run things got bored yeah. and that's why the third one's off the rails compared to the first one. <laughs> well, that's and again, but like, same you Neo, could, you, you know Kung Fu Neo didn't die. They re-entered him into the Matrix, but he'd been out of it for so long and done so much stuff that they needed to give them this hyper-violent, completely unrealistic yeah. kind of job and scenario to yeah. keep him contained within the Matrix. As Fuck, I said, next it's week, gonna be like... tune in as we merge <laughs> more franchises together. It only works with the Matrix, but they're going to say. <laughs> Uh, Neo, you know Kung Fu, but do you know Gun Fu? Hey. Mm. Done. I'm and sold. Lawrence Fishburne's there. I'll pay he 40p to, to go to the cinema for that. <laughs> um. Yes. <laughs> That's how much Not it cost anymore. in 1999, wasn't it? Well, maybe it was like £3.20 yes. or something. It genuinely did. Yeah, yeah. Stupid right. discount. Happy I think days. that. I think that probably ends us for this week. At all, we didn't manage to get to uh, your topic of save it for next week. It's okay. Maybe I might actually finish it by next week if if Lucy mm. wants to piggyback again. Yes. Um, 
That might not be a possibility next week because I'm Ooh. meant to be starting a job, but I don't know. Who I mean, knows? We... I'll tell you off air. But um... fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we might. I mean, yeah, it is fine. Uh, yeah, I played a game. It was interesting. I think my five hours of sleep uh, and just just two hours of streaming. I'm not used to it. I think the two together just made it so that I was like, "This is interesting." I, I'm being a little uncharitable. Uh, and I think Lucy rightly pointed out at the end of that, which you can see on the YouTubes when we post it later this week, um, that I was just getting a little drained. Um, but I, mm. I suspect I was probably pretty close to the end. Um, yeah, uh, metamorphosis. We'll it. talk about it next week. Nice. Mm, cool. That's cool. So let's lean back into the beers that we have drank this week. Lucy. Mm. Um I think from kind of what you said, we know roughly what you're thinking, but um, yeah. give us a the, bit of a rundown. The Seeds of Hope from Mothership, um, was it was it was a decent enough beer. Um, I know you don't like peach flavours or peaches mm. in general, Ben. I don't think the peach flavour was that overpowering. It was a little bit more su- subdued, so it could be something that you would enjoy, but um, yeah, yeah it, it, it was nice. Uh as I said about the Heat Hunter, which is definitely the winner for me this week, um, I was just missing that body and that um, that that hoppiness. Um, it was a little flat, a little watery. The Seeds of Hope, whereas um, yeah, the Heat Hunter was just a much better balanced beer. It had mm. a lot of pineness, a lot of bitterness, which I like. It had um, enough citrus, enough hoppiness. Um, I mean, I'm not sure what hops they put into the Seeds of Hope. Don't think it says on the can, no. But those uh, the use of those three different hops with the Heat Hunter definitely made um, that the better beer this week. So nice, good beer. I I, I will look um, into this brewer more. Who seemed to have a very indie outfit, which seems fun. So yeah, nice. I you... I want to look them up. Hmm. Go to their shipping where did, where did you get it from? Uh, that was in a beer fifty two box. Really? Oh wow! I, I believe yes, Ooh. beer fifty two. A recent, was, um, like a super recent beer fifty two box. Yeah, it's actually for their Cyberfest, which is like in oh, two weeks it? or something. Oh, but nice. um, okay. I'm You've not going to wait to drink it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, Adol, we'll come to you. Hi. What beer did you prefer? Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, ooh, it's <laughs> I actually really like both of the beers um, for different reasons. So, I mean, I said off the top, the Quantic uh, is a session. It, it's like exactly what I wanted of session beer. It is only, it's 4.27%, per, rather, so it's a little heavier, which I like because I end with the closer to 4 Um I tend they tend to be a little thinner, a little more watery, and I can tell. And this is like, yeah, it's four point seven. It's a little stronger, but like if you're having it in like three or four, you're not gonna really notice that extra point five. Uh, and if you're doing more than that, you're not really doing a session anyway. And I, I I think that's my like ethos on session beers. And with that comes a, just a more clean melding of all those tastes and I really liked that lemon and lime citrus with that pine back end mm. um, and the I speak with the trees I'm sad I haven't had this more often to be honest like it's been yeah. years I think since I've had it this is just a really solid APA with a really good multi 
backbone, I think I called it earlier, and I think I'll stick to that. Um, mm. Good word. Yeah, especially for this beer, because it, it, it is like the thing that everything hangs off of, and it's there in the beginning, you just don't notice, and then as you traverse down, you're like, oh yeah, that's doing its thing. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Quantic. Okay. Um, but like, if you asked me five minutes ago, I might have said the meals. Uh, I think uh, if I if I think about which one I want a second one of, I'll say Quantic. But also, that might just be because I had a, a, a tin of the one and a pint of the other. Yeah. Um, I I would gladly have either of these, um, and mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna seek the orange and black arbor um, more often than I have been because this is. Um, yeah, it surprised me. I, I think mostly it's because they do such a good job of like the IPAs and the uh, and the, the like the name top beers that I sort of just forgot that like oh actually a quality APA is good and like mm. um, that's a thing. I should, so I think the reason I haven't had it for a while is just because I'm I craft beer tuned to certain varieties over other ones, and, and I know the other ones Arbor does is really strong, so I just like grab them on default. So this was a really good awakening of, right, yeah, you can have these other types, pale ales and APAs, even if you like sort of strong tastes and interesting taste curves, as I do, because this is exactly what this did. Yeah. Nice. Good. So for me this week, I think it's obvious that the Dea is my pick. I mean... Who would have thought? And I, well, I don't, and I don't think it's um, necessarily because the tanker was. Um, it's not. It's not a bad beer, but as I kind of alluded to, the the tanker. Um, what are they called? Tanker. Blah, 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 just tanker brewery from Estonia. Um, mm-hmm. It it didn't flow in that flavour, so it kind of presented you with this flavour, and then went here's the rest of it. It's cut off, suddenly that flavour is gone, and then here is this business. I think the sound machine grew from Dea leans into that juicy double IPA uh, that we haven't had for a little while. Um, it, it is juicy. It presents these lovely tropical fruits to you. It gives you a dankness. It has a light bitterness afterwards. But that dankness, just kind of that hoppiness just sits above everything so you've got these fruits and then that moves lovely into this kind of like pineus and actually that dankness kind of just resides over everything else it just moves and allows other flavors to work but also presents itself in various parts and it's just so well made it's really really good i could very easily have another one right now um it's just it's it's you know it's not too in your face. You don't know it's eight percent. You 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 wouldn't pick this as a bigger beer. Uh, it's just very smooth, very easy, and just gives you a a, a lot for for what it's doing. So um, yes, the tanker Omo Citra had a little bit to be desired, but the day actually is kind of just a, a step above you know, a lot of beers rather than it kind of just being the better beer this week it is the better beer for the you know as far back as my memory goes mm-hmm. which is maybe like four days um, 
that's probably about it, really. Mm. So yes, yes, I may. I've got another one in the fridge. I might go and crack it in a moment. Um, nice. So yeah, managed yeah, to get myself a little nice. <laughs> pack from Daya. So I've got another mm. beer. Well, I've got mm. three actually, of yeah, another beer which I'll have next week from Daya as well. <sighs> Um, and I'll try not. I, I'll try not to drink the other two. I'll try and. I'll try and make it so the first taste is for the episode. But that's that probably won't, yeah, that's not going to happen. happen. That's not happen. <laughs> no one thinks that's going to happen, right? <laughs> yeah, probably not. So that's us this week. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Lucy. If people mm. want to chat to you about games that you should play, beers that you should drink, how do they do that? Uh, you can find me at Juicy Loose Nine. I'd actually want to have some advice because I'm currently playing Meta- Metal Gear Two in the HD collection. It's something I never went back to. Prescient, mate. Yeah, uh, 2020's hottest game. Um, and I'm playing it uh, before it leaves um, Game Pass. But if I get like a uh, the bug to go play Snake Eater, mm. which I doubt I will. But if I do, I own that on Vita. Will my Vita explode if I turn it on? Will the battery have melted? No, that's it's fine. what I really turned, would like to know. I've turned mine on recently. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's good to know. Thank we need you, more. My, we need <laughs> more data for this. Yes, uh. <laughs> we need a bigger sample. <laughs> And should I be concerned about this um, within the next few years? But yeah, Juicy Loose 9 everywhere. If you see me on PSN playing it, then... Oh, mate, I'm just going to constantly tweet you do. every day just to play Snake Eater. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, please. Because yeah. I am skipping every cutscene in Light 2. What? <laughs> like, almost every one. But that's like half that's the, the... That's like three quarters of the game. I know. That's like nine that's tenths of the game. It. <laughs> yeah. I, I've seen the... St- to be fair, I've seen the That's story. like eleven fourteenths of the game. <laughs> I've, I've seen the story. And I know it's trash. So I, I'm cool. I mean, I've seen oh, people no. play through that game. It's, it's okay. I, I watch every cutscene now and then. And I'm just like, man, this is so stupid. Actually, to be fair, uh, it, it's, it's, it's two isn't nearly as bad as the other ones. Ways, also. Oh, mate. Hmm? But I I love how Vamp turns back up in MGS4 as well. Like it just it just works so well. Oh my god! I'm just like Lucy, don't is, skip it. it. I have to. No, I I skip the ones where it's like oh, they go back in time and start talking about Shadow Moses and Dead Cell. I'm like I'm not. I'm not. I don't. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm not watching any. T- Even when I skip the cutscene, it's I'm still like. I haven't played for half an hour and I've skipped every cutscene. <laughs> nice. And I still haven't played for half an hour. So, so no. I'm turning a 13-hour experience into a more leisurely five. So, And I'm cool nice. with that. Yeah, I've seen fair. the story. I know it's crap. So, I remember it. I remember <laughs> Fat Man and Vamp and that that lady, Olga. I, I, I remember it. Olga I'm, I'm Galukovic. Yes, I'm good. Batman, I'm maybe. fine. What's the What's the guy that has lightning? Oh no, that's that's three. <laughs> and that's three. B B hands and lightning are free. Um, the end. So. The little sniper who lives in the trees, who actually absorbs <laughs> fucking light, but didn't need to take all of his clothes off. Um, I think Kojima has good ideas. He just box them down in like so much convolution and exposition to the point where it's like I'm good, I'm good. Great director. Wait till the, I mean that that end sequence 
where you're running through and like Campbell comes up and just randomly um, sends you a message on the kind of like you need to turn off your console something's gone wrong like what when I first experienced that I'm like what the fuck yeah like I, uh, huh there's the, no way the controls way. are a bit this crappy but like, this it still holds up it, it like, yeah. a game of this quality is always going to be good so yeah I'm having fun good Especially skipping those cutscenes. Adol, if people want to get hold of you and talk to you about Metal Gear, how do they do that? You can reach me at the Omniarch, T H E O M N I A R C H, everywhere except Nintendo and Twitch. Switch and Twitch! Where I'm the underscore Omniarch in SWC. Yeah. Uh, you need to make sure that you're not the Omniarch on itch.io as well, so it can be all I, of the itches. Oh, oh, but I am the Omniarch on itch. Oh, uh, no. Uh, Missed opportunity. Yeah. No, because now I can say I'm <laughs> the Omniarch on ever, ever, including itch, but not switch to Twitch. Nice. Yeah. Good. It's fine. I can get the rhymes in. It's fine. Um, yes, that's it. Uh, yeah, that's basically it. Um... I might stream more on my channel versus here, uh, but Traitor. I think. Uh, but I think I'm ge- generally uh, what you can do is so you can catch us if you, if you uh, if you aren't live now, you can catch us on Tanked Up. Uh, you can catch our live con- recording Thursday, Tuesday nights. A wow, really fucking <laughs> speaking thing. Let's try this again. Now you can catch the live recording of Tanked Up on. Twitch.tv slash Out of Lives Network uh, every Tuesday at 8, unless we have a special guest that that doesn't work with. Uh, but you can also catch us at 12 British Standard Time. Uh, it's usually me, but we're gonna, we'll be playing games we're reviewing, like the aforementioned um, Metamorphosis, and it'll be a couple of us, one person driving, another person chatting, and that's mm-hmm. basically the source of our upcoming YouTube videos as well, but you can if you like that content and want to see it live, that's how you can do it on those two time slots. Nice. Um, alternating, Much I think, as well talk. between maybe a Monday and a Tuesday lunchtime, occasionally depending yeah, we'll on kind of what's out. going on for the day and yeah. stuff like that. I can do next Monday a deal, but we'll talk about that off air. Nice. Nice. Uh, remember, you can go to outoflives.net to read other articles, to watch these videos as well. Um, you can see us and our faces on outoflives.net, on our YouTube channel. Obviously, you'll probably listen to us through your Somewhere. podcast service of choice. If you have a moment, go over to the rating and reviews section. Give us a rating you feel appropriate. And a review which yeah. says, brilliant people, five stars. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's not like you're going out. Just leave a review. Yeah. Sit at your computer all day and leave ten That's reviews. True. You yeah. could do uh, that. And like, subscribe if you're on, on YouTube. And yeah. follow and sub if you're on Twitch. Because now exactly. we have to say all the things. <laughs> That's it. I'm at Nova underscore 47 if you'd like to tell me that we don't have to say all of the things anymore. Uh, that's us this week thank you very much for joining us we've been tanked up, goodbye see you later ciao very ASMR (laughs) (laughs) www.outoflives.net